Welcome to Angels, Exits, and Acquisitions, the place to learn how to fund, scale, exit, and massively profit as an angel investor or entrepreneur. Brought to you by the Angel Investors Network. And now, here's your host, Jeff Barnes. Hi, hello, and welcome, everyone. This is Jeff Barnes with Angel Investors Network, and this is the Angels, Exits, and Acquisitions podcast. I'm really excited to have you here today with my co-host, Erock. Erock, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we have a, a really awesome guest on today that both of us have known for quite a while now, and I'm actually wearing some of his jewelry on my wrist right now. We have Mr. Craig Shaw in the house. Craig is a renowned celebrity designer of fine jewelry and Swiss watches, and he sought out for his unique, fashionable, and creative concepts. Craig designs highly crafted, customized watches, and his clients absolutely love having this because they have an eye for luxury and a compassionate heart. Craig's greatest passion is to use his creative talent to give back, and he's dedicated a great portion of success for the benefit of children and soldiers, which I thank you very much for that, Craig. Craig partners up with uh, many organizations around the world. Some of his official time partners are Harvard versus Yale, rivalry on ice, Cricket All-Stars, Beverly Hills Police, IIFA, PGA, and the Trainers Hospital for Children. Craig is also an investor himself. I've worked with him myself in the past in regards to putting money into different businesses and different ventures. So I know he has a lot to speak about on both building up brands, building up businesses, as well as investing into startups and early stage companies. Craig, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. Uh, Iraq, how you doing, bud? It's been a while and I mean, I love your energy. You're awesome. Uh, Jeff, uh, I want to thank you for your services too, man. I think you're the ultimate guys. And, you know, I think giving back is just a very, very, uh, forefront and central for us. So this is our purpose. Um, and I'm very happy to be on your show. Awesome. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate it. Well, you know, it was a nice little introduction and, and bio you got there, but I want people to get to know who you are, Craig. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey, your history, and how you got to where you are right now? Oh, wow. Okay. I, I don't know where I should start, but um, I think I'll start from the very beginning really quick. Uh, I've been born and raised in India until I was 16, and then I started traveling the world. Um, I worked for a company for about six years as an intern, I should say unpaid intern, but it was great experience. I, I traveled the world. I worked in Hong Kong, in Japan, and then I finally came to the U.S. when I was 19. Married my childhood sweetheart and, my, you know, have two children. You know, this is fast forward now, but... The journey has been very blessed. It's been a very, you know, it's it's an American dream and we're very fortunate to be here and to be able to do everything that we want to. And it's a lot of opportunities and nothing different for me. You know, people embraced me at a very early age in my life. We started a small company uh, with, with a dream called Craig Shelley with uh, platinum and 18 carat with diamonds, uh, rings and engagement rings and jewelry. And uh, slowly, we, you know, broke into the marketplace and we had our ups and downs and we had our highs and lows. And but we got, you know, with Platinum Guild International and slowly ventured into watches right around year 2000 with a passion that I carried for watches. So I started designing it. Now we are fast forward today. We are in eight countries and uh, we, we shipped to 29 countries. Uh, we have a great give back program to children in hospitals. Uh, we break the cycle of poverty through every watch supports one child for one year with food and education. You know, we just giving back is becoming more and more central and forward for us. Yeah. So this is the story. Awesome. Great. 
Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, when you started this company, you're starting up a jewelry company. It's not something that is easy to do, right? It's not really you know, something that somebody goes, oh, you know what? Let me just go ahead and start buying jewelry and maybe reselling it or designing, designing custom pieces. What did it take for you guys to actually start your own jewelry business? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was so I was working in, you know, the company that I worked for that traded into diamonds and jewelry back in the days. So this is what I learned. You know, I, I, I paid my dues at a very early age. You know, I, I did a lot of intern work, you know, like I, you know, I cleaned the floors to I sorted diamonds to I brought food for the owners. And I was, I was doing everything uh, for them. Like I was like seven days a week, you know, I used to work every single day. I had no days off. You know, when, when I quit the job and I decided, you know, that I want to start my own business, that was, you know, that's all I knew in that field that, okay, but, you know, I didn't want to do jewelry sales or I wanted to be creative. So I thought, you know, being creative and designing something of your own would also leave a legacy for, you know, for, for a life, like for, for, you know, and, and create something new. So I thought, you know, if we designed something and we made something unique, which is different from the marketplace, then, you know, we will make it more appealing for the new brides or, you know, the grooms, you know, to be. And then that sparked that interest of creating something uh, different and and making it a, a niche market. And that's how we started our business. You know, that's how it okay, we designed something off our own. Well, I'm curious to know, Greg, you're not just necessarily in like the jewelry business. I mean, you're really kind of in the, what I would call the luxury space and competing with some really established traditional brands like Rolex and, you know, other types of of very well-known, world-renowned brands and additions. Like how did you go from like kind of business and elevating your business into a brand? Uh, yes, of course, Rolex and Arma Piaget or Ulysses Nardin or some of the few, you know, super brands that are out there. Um, you know, there's no way you can compete with them. But we found a different route. And, and what we saw was that if we can design something creative, if we can offer something that the marketplace does not offer, which means a lifetime warranty on our product. Um, so we perfected the art of creation we put enough time and with with help of great artisans and greatest you know material available to mankind we created a unique product we maintained a price which is much reasonable very affordable luxury is what we call it and yet give them a product that is par excellence with a lifetime warranty and and a give back associated with it so that kind of you know this is the I would say this is the secret sauce that we have that today a consumer has a choice. Why would they use or buy a Craig Shelley timepiece versus or a jewelry piece versus when they have Tiffany Cartier or Rolex is out there. Um, but, you know, I can tell you that, you know, just like Jeff, you know, I mean, there are incredible people that select and choose us over all these other super brands. And only and only reason is that they like, a, they love the product. They see what they like and they absolutely fall in love with it. It's very unique in the marketplace, but also it has a very, um, you know, social cause behind it. It supports uh, children and veterans in hospitals. I mean, I don't know if all of these brands do the same things, but I know that, you know, our, our focus is mainly on that. 
And the more we give back, the more it comes back to us. So this is how we've, you know, it, it's a journey. It's not, you know, creating a brand wasn't like, it's not an overnight process. You know, we were not an overnight success by any stretch of means, but it took us, you know, close to two and a half decades now. But, you know, it's now I think finally we feel like, you know, the celebrities are wearing it, uh, you know, business tycoons and, you know, entrepreneurs and uh, millionaires, billionaires and, and doctors and athletes and champions and people from all walks of life who appreciate quality and have a heart to give back are really adorning our pieces. So it's not us that have made the brand. I think it's the people that, you know, around us have made us the brand we are. That's awesome insights. And so, you know, I definitely want to get into, I know that you, you know, here we have an investors podcast. I know you've invested some other companies, but before we get into that, I wanted to talk a little bit about how you've been able to partner and create these great strategic relationships like Harvard versus Yale rivalry on ice and the Beverly Hills police, the professional golf association, Shriners hospitals for children there's obviously a lot of entrepreneurs and companies that could probably benefit from maybe some of the insights that you've been able to create those mutually beneficial relationships and maybe some, some tips you can share. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, some of these uh, relationships that we've developed is due to our corporate gifting programs that we have. Um, and I think, you know, there's a huge power in, you know, what we call is as, as our gift, right? We you, often, we don't, you know, leverage that. Um, and we forget about it. You know, I think it is all about creating something unique for a customized audience and make it a bespoke and make them memorable. Today, everything is measured in terms of people we're going to only remember if it is, you know, something that they can associate with and they can customize it. So many of these super brands, they don't make any changes to their timepieces or to their uh, jewelry or you know all their accessories and we created a niche where we were able to do this as small as we are or as boutique as we are or as big you know today we ship over almost 50, manufacture over 50,000 units a year but we are able to customize those pieces from $500 retail to $5,000 retail so you have to hit the customer's the, you know their particular audience and I'll give you a case study like we just designed a piece for a a financial group, a very large financial group, and were able to replace, they were used, they were buying watches from Citizen and Pulsar and some of the other brands to give incentives to their, uh, to their employees and downlines and, you know, sales incentives and all that. So we were able to customize pieces for them with their name co-branded with our name on the face of the watches, on the case backs, on the buckles, on, on the boxes and it created, including cufflinks. So we created such a customized program for them that when they give that as a gift to their employees or to their business partners, that became so valuable for them. And that creates, a, you know, not only a sense of ownership or a sense of, you know, uh, achievement, but also loyalty. It cre- you know, that's what I would say, you know, we should leverage this art of um, gifting with more personalization attached to it. That's amazing. Like, so hopefully the listeners that you're taking a note away from what he was talking about, being able to differentiate his brand and filling a, a kind of a gap in the marketplace that maybe somebody that doesn't have the agility that a smaller customizable company can do. And personalization, I think, is obviously a, a key way that you can do that 
in the business world. So obviously you've done some work and it sounds like based on the introduction with Jeff, you guys have maybe collaborated on some possible investment opportunities, but you've obviously invested, you know, not just time and energy, and but also into actual companies as well. I think you're also on the board of advisors for some enterprises, but can you share a little bit about like your investing experience and maybe some of the pointers on things that you've found to be effective when it comes to investing and maybe some things to avoid? Yeah. Just before we get into that, I would just like to point out one more thing. You know, I mean, when was the last time anybody went to Rolex or Cartier and say, hey, my company is called Legacy or my company is called Angels Investors Network and I want 100 units or even 10 units to be customized for us. So it's very important to see if someone can scale that from 10 units to 10,000 units in that space. And I, and I, I say this with a lot of pride that we're able to make this in such a high quality that, you know, uh, the, you know, the quality speaks for itself. And Jeff knows we're working on a deal with uh, his company too. And we're going to come up with something very unique uh, towards the second half of the year. I was going to say, man, we're, we're going to be doing some incredible things over here at Angel Investors Network with you guys and making some, some really good pieces for all of our members too. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely something that's so profound. And I just want to hit on what Erox said, which is, you found the unique value proposition or unique selling proposition, that gap in the marketplace where you do something that's very customizable and, and whatnot. And tagging on to Erox's question, when you're looking at investment strategies and you're looking at potential companies that you want to work with and maybe even partner with, because you know, partnering is one form of investing, how important is that for you? You know, the the corporate side of things, the the social impact side of things as well, the giving back and creating that unique value in the marketplace. Yeah, thanks, man. I think it's very important for me over the period of the last uh, two decades. You know, I've been fortunate to come across some great people, and it's for me, it's all about people. I look at people. I look at um, who is behind the project. Um, uh, you know, like Iraq said, I sit on board of like about three uh, very important companies today that have been, you know, that are coming up. You know, very bright companies. So what I look for is a people. Who's, who's behind the project? B, what is the project itself? What kind of a possibility, what scalability is there? And C, do they really have a niche in the marketplace? Like, do, are they really solving a problem? And are they really offering something that nobody else is offering, like sort of a breakthrough or a disruptive technology? So, Craig, you were just talking about, you know, the, the value of social impact. And Jeff was asking about, you know, investment opportunities and how important it is for companies to have a unique selling proposition and social impact you know, when it comes to investing. So can you shed a little bit more insight about how you evaluate those kinds of deals and maybe a little bit about the, the companies that you're on the board of advisors for? Yes, absolutely. Um, I sit on board of advisors for uh, three companies outside of my own company. I am on, one of them is called PlugXR. This particular company is an augmented reality-based company. This started back in 2016 and is a young entrepreneur by the name of Shiva who has been disruptive in the augmented reality business. And he created a platform that was very unique. And like I said before, I look for people. I look for their uh, purpose. I look for if they are solving a problem. And I look for what the exit, potential exit is. And obviously giving back is very important to us. So we look for the socially conscious companies too. So this particular company, he really created a platform for, for people who are 
looking for, let's say for my, for my watch company, I want a, an app where, you know, Jeff wants to see the watch on his wrist uh, before he makes a purchase. If he has, if I have an app created like that, where he can simply put, you know, put it on his wrist and it will show him how it's going to look, then, you know, it's going to pop up right in front of him. That's, you know, without spending like $20,000 into or $40,000 and creating an app and, and countless hours of uh, quarters time. So this guy created a platform where you can just simply drag and drop your, you know, you got to have clean images, but hey, once you have them, you just drag and drop them onto the platform and it creates an app for you. So this is the type of companies that I look for, which has a huge potential, young entrepreneurs who come up with great ideas and, and create a, a, an amazing experience for the generations to come. And they will all exit into multi-millions, if not billion-dollar exits. So that's what I look for in, a, in investment opportunities. And that gives you some idea. Well, Craig, obviously, uh, your company's called CraigShelley.com. And we were just wondering if you might share with our listeners, like, you know, how did you come up with that branding as far as that moniker and how, how did that come about? Yeah. So when I first came to this country, I designed under the name Craig S as my last name, Craig Shaw. And then once I got married to Shelly, Shelly, who's my wife, she became a very important part of the business and she's the creative side as well as she runs the back end of the company. So we decided to change the Craig S to Craig Shelley. And that became the company. Amazing. That's kind of an interesting like story to share because I'm sure there's lots of companies out there that, you know, the spouse can play an integral part of the growth of a business. And even if a spouse isn't directly uh, inv- actively involved in day-to-day operations, it's still a support mechanism. And so it's amazing that for the last 20 something years that you've been able to grow this brand together. And, and I'm sure that there's probably couples out there that would love to learn how you guys have been able to manage that process. But as we start to kind of wrap up, you know, Craig is, is there any like advice that you could give an entrepreneur or an investor out there that can help them to take their businesses to the next level? Uh, Yeah, I think, you know, uh, the best advice is to surround yourself with uh, some incredible people. Make sure you have your uh, intentions very clear. Look for disruptive technologies. Look for products and services that nobody else is offering. And and try to be creative. I think creativeness is what really is going to take you really, really far and, and up and above the rest of the competition. So, I mean, it's really, you know, who you associate with and how creative you are. Well, what do you say really quickly to those people that don't know anybody who are, uh, you know, well off or trying to invest in companies? Yeah, I mean, obviously being creative, that's important. We want everybody to be creative and, and create that unique value in their business. But when it comes time to, you know, this is something we hear from entrepreneurs as well as investors. Like it, it's a little bit different take on the same thing, but an entrepreneur will say, well, I don't know anybody who has money, so I can't raise money for my business. And then the investor will say, well, I don't know anybody who's starting businesses, so I don't know how to become an angel investor. So what would you say to people who have that kind of... Well, I would give out your phone number, Jeff, because you know, you're know you a mix of both. <laughs> well, thanks, Greg. I would say... His number is 911 <laughs> I would say, uh, no jokes apart, but I'm, I'm, I think, you know, you've got a very good question there. You asked a very 
important question. How do you find, you know, the perfect match? You know, like you're creative, but you don't know who to approach. And you have the money, but you don't know where to find the creativity. So, I mean, I, I really found a solution to this problem just in my own business. And I'll share this a little bit too, with you guys. You know, we have an ambassador partner program, which, which is really upping everybody's game. So what we do is we find the talent and we find the investors. We all bring them super amazing values and we pair them with each other. But, you know, to answer your question, if somebody doesn't know where to go, what they should really do is, I mean, today the time is really different. You know, there is Kickstarters, there is all kinds of digital platforms. Put your product out there. If you're a musician, put your music out there. If you're a, a technology person and you want to come up with a technology solution, put your technology out there on social media. Put your stuff out there on, on make a small video with your phone and put it on YouTube. And I'm telling you, people will find you. People with the word of mouth, it will, it will you know, it will spread, uh, and then people will find uh, find what you're uh, what you're about. And if you're re- really about something very unique, I'm telling you, money will follow, and and vice versa. If you are very, you have a lot of money and you don't know what where to put on it, go to these masterminds. Go to this, uh, you know, go to the, you know, C-suite networks or go to these amazing entrepreneur groups and meet people shake their hands you know uh, make sure you uh, sanitize after shaking your hands now because <laughs> of what's going on right now but i'm telling you it's all about shaking the right hand if you got the money you need to be in people in front of people who really know how to up your game so my advice is very simple if you have talent put it out there if you have money meet the right people so level up love it level up there you go awesome um well i think that's about all the time we have but craig why don't you tell people a little bit how they can get in touch with you how they can find out about your watches and all the cool things you guys are up to yeah we can be found online at www.craigshelly.com you can look me up on craigshaw.com as well uh for my personal reaching out to me personally but we're very accessible if you have a charity and if you want to give back um just fill out a form on our website. You know, we'll look at it. There's a team that you know evaluates it, and if if we find it, you know that you know we can support your charity. We'll help you guys out. If there's anything that we can do for you, if we if we can connect you to anyone, just get in touch with us. CraigShelley.com. Awesome. Well, I think that's a wrap, Craig. I really appreciate appreciate you being here and taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you've been traveling all over the country and even out of the country lately. Um, so I really do appreciate you being here and sharing some insights with our listeners. Today. Yeah, amazing interview, Craig. Thank you, guys. I think you guys are awesome, both personally and professionally. I've known both of you. And I mean, if there is any time I can get a dinner or a drink with you, that's that's I consider myself very fortunate. So you're always on my list for people that I want to hang out with. Sounds good. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Craig. Okay, guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Take care. You've been listening to Angels, Exits, and Acquisitions with your host, Jeff Barnes, brought to you by the Angel Investors Network. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on Apple iTunes or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Go to www.angelnetwork.com for tools, resources, show notes, and more, as well as our free training on how to become a successful angel investor and entrepreneur. 